We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood. Kirk D's also here with my boys, JSU Rab, the entrepreneur, business owner, CrossFit trainer, everything, name it. This guy does it. House uh, homeowner. Um, probably mortgage. You have a nice mortgage or just buy it out with cash? Just be like, bam. No, it's, it's bought. All right. And I'm here with Brett Hartfield, Killer B2482. Uh, don't know as much about your story, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's legit. You just you just paid straight cash, straight cash. It's it's it's, it's bought. Casual. Yes, it's bought. Wow, awesome man! That's how that's, he rolls. That's, what that's happens when stuff. you have a good week too? Yeah, I love how though you know Chris says, "Oh, we don't know anything about Brett," and then Brett just throws it right back to me. You know? <laughs> Well, what do we want to know? I mean, I, I had a pretty decent week this past week. It doesn't seem like as good as uh, uh, maybe John's week. It seems like uh, with his AP call, I know he, he was talking about all of his running backs that he crushed with. So, um, yeah, I'll I, throw it back, I, John. I crushed my, run, my running back spot. I pretty much didn't have a bad running back that I played in my nine lineups. Really what it came down to was my wide receivers. I just – couldn't get a fix on some of my main wide receivers, guys like Doug Baldwin, um, you know, was in a lot of my lineups. I did talk about Russell Wilson. I loved Russell Wilson this week. He, he ended up, you know, having a really good uh, game, but just Doug Baldwin, you know, he couldn't drag his feet on that touchdown catch. And, you know, the game, it was there. He just, he just wasn't the guy, but, you know, go figure on that one. You know, I was a little, I was a little off at wide receiver, so that made my week, you know, not as big as it probably should have been. But I did give that AP call, which was nice, nice four percent on thirty point on DraftKings. So that was pretty cool. You were seriously the only one that I ever heard talk about AP all week. So. I, I had a friend on him too, but I was like, "You're an idiot." Um, 
And, uh, hey, you didn't call me an idiot. No, no, because I respect you. This kid is an idiot. Um, but uh, yeah, so that let, let's talk about last week on the show. I mean, I, I'm I come on here and I say, you know who's the play? Everyone's talking about Martavis. You know who's Red. the play? Seth Red. Roberts. Seth Roberts is the play. What happens right off the bat? He busts a nice touchdown. What do I say? Djax. Djax is the play. No, it's snap counts, Godwin. Nope, sorry, it's Djax. He's got the speed advantage. I'm all set. I got Djax in every freaking lineup, right? And then, on, this, is, this, is, this is talking to my friends all week, these chalk monkeys who sit there and they go, you can't play Djax. It's such a, Godwin's the play, Godwin's the play. And then Sunday morning rolls around, that stupid report comes out. Djax right. is re- requesting a trade. And so then I'm like, all right, it just gave me an excuse to pull him. I pull him, then he rips off. They finally connects. He rips off a touchdown. Uh, my day was miserable. I had a good cash lineup, but I barely played any cash. And, uh, and, then, I, and then I chase it with Steven Adams on uh, NBA slate, and he gets the late scratch. <laughs> Two minutes after lock, Steven had. I was like, yes. Uh, oh, center, center against the Suns. This is so money. No one's going to be on him. And uh, – Boom, late scratch. Yep, so, the Steven uh, Adams and the Tyus Jones, the late scratch. So. Yeah, I, I hit them both, man. I'm 0 for 2 right now. So that's – I just want to get that off my chest. But, but you know, that, I will say this. Like, when it when you are playing a, a tournament player, uh, all it does take is, like, one little piece of negative news that comes your way because you can get off a guy, Your right? plays are so thin. Right? I know. And so you're because always, like, so – there's so many different thin plays that we're considering. And right. so it's like any excuse, it just it knocks you off it. So hey, I hope it makes you feel better that I'm actually on Deshaun Jackson this week because he gets his boy you back. You yeah, should no, be. I'm going Godwin. I'm be. going Godwin. That's it. That's what I need to hear. Godwin. No, 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 no. Well, hey, First of all, Chris, I'm pissed at you because, you know, I guess apparently we were supposed to be on D-Jacks Island, you know, me and you, but, you know, I got left out of the memo on this I, one. I need to like talk to you at like Sunday morning. We need to have a quick chat Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning we need to have a quick chat before you go on like your crunch time lives and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't because know. I'm like filling out, I'm, I'm figuring out chalk lineups for the people. And so that like influences my like my own personal like GPP lines. It's like Basically, so hard to Basically you, you are the classic tinker on Sunday. Like you just freak <laughs> out with all your lineups. You're like, I don't know what to do. And you just start smashing. Oh, I, I tinker like, no, I told you, I've never, I, whenever I say today by Sunday, I'm completely different. It's just the way, no. you know, the one the of the best th- lineups are made yeah. when, when you have like, it's 12 o'clock and there's an hour left and you, you have about like 10 minutes left. You go over your lineups one more time and then you just don't look at it the rest of the time unless there's news that breaks and you just know that your lineups are set. Those are the, those are the best weeks for me. I find when I'm making lineups until 1259, that, that, that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. If you're freaking out about like your specific plays, uh, it's, it's never good. Like right up until lock. Like if you're, if you're trying to make decisions, that's for sure. Like I always usually try and leave like the last 10 minutes of just firing in. Older. No, it, it's, it's just like a, it's just, I try to make myself miserable. It's you, there's nothing that feels worse than when you had a great play and you switch off of them last minute and do a horrible play. Say for oh, instance, it's Seth in Roberts and Martavis Bryant, something like that. Like, so nothing feels worse. So it's just like, it's just the pain. I guess I just like the pain. All right. Um, anyway, it's Ford okay. Thinking Show this week. I'm going to actually, 
I'm going to play who I, who I say this tonight and who, who we talk about tonight, and I'm not going to budge, and we're going to see how that works. So we got a nice little slate, um, as per usual. We've got a monster total, right? Is this the first 60-pointer? Uh, I, feel, I feel like it is. We've gotten close. We've been like at the yeah, we've, been, we've been 58, 59, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, we are at 60 now, boys. So we've got the Rams – uh, One-point favorites at the Saints, Drew Brees at home, Dome game, two absolute great offenses, or at least when New Orleans is at home. Uh, this game should be bananas. Um, right below that, we've got Green Bay um, kind of against the Patriots, who – Not a big know- slate, but – Awesome, awesome game, obviously. Who I've just been – they're constantly overvalued from an over-under perspective. People are thinking that this Pats team is like – years past where Brady was just hucking it, hucking it, hucking it. And like, they've been like a trying to tried to be a run team primarily. Um, so their, their totals have just, have been a little higher than what I think they should, should be. But uh, of course, you know, Sony Michelle, we don't really know his status is he's probably not looking like he's going to play. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's trending like he's going to play. Yeah, he's highly questionable. But, again, that's that's a Sunday night game. So, I mean, that would be obviously a play for your Thursday through uh, Thursday through Mondays. Correct, which is the only thing I have, have put in at this point. So, that's why it's on my mind. So, yeah. right, let's throw that out. That makes no difference. So, that's what you get when you do a podcast at midnight. Um, all right, uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Now that looks pretty darn good. We've got, uh, you know, we've got the quarterback change, Jameis Winston. Let's just get that. Let's just talk about how bad this dude is. You guys watch it? Yes, I watched it. Brett, you watch it? Oh yeah. How could you not watch it? Like, dude, and I had a lot of like the, It wasn't just one, two, three. It was the four worst interceptions I think I've ever seen. That one overthrow where he like overthrew the guy. Two about, overthrows. Like, yeah, yeah. Monster overthrows. Yes. Oh. Uh, Horrendous. I, I hope Fitzpatrick keeps this job the rest of the year. I, I really hope so. He deserved to keep it, even with his bad half that he had before he got pulled. Right. So it was obviously a situation where they were going to Jameis no matter what. And then, you know, Fitzpatrick had this bad half and it gave him the excuse to pull him. You know, but then look at Fitzpatrick coming in last half and what do you, what do you have, a quarter and a half? And he just like, Crushed it. Lights the earth, scorches the earth on fire and brings them back. Like, yep. And then we've got we've got uh, KC, which is kind of going to be a sneakier game. Like, it's just probably a good good spot. You know, KC offense is probably going to be a little bit lower owned than uh, typical and a tough matchup with the Browns in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that game. But um, then other than that, I mean, I'm not excited about a Redskins game except unless uh, JSU tells us to. Uh, play old old man adrian peterson <laughs> i uh I, I i don't think i am on shock adrian peterson there's no chance oh, no man. I'm, 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 I'm telling you people target running backs versus the atlanta yeah. i don't care, if, catching one, I don't care. If, if chris thompson doesn't play then one of those running backs from washington will be targeted and will be somewhat shocked uh, how, how's NBA going? Should we just make this an NBA podcast? <laughs> how you guys been doing in NBA? Close your contests. 
We got we got a we got an NFL show to do here. Come on. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So where do where do we begin? So what's uh what's okay? Let's just talk about like cash perspective, like quarterbacks. It's probably like Breeze or Goff this week. Um, I yeah. think Cam Newton's going to be Cam. Pretty, yep. Cam. Pretty too. popular here. I mean, obviously, home against Tampa Bay. We were just talking about you know last year what his price would be, and this year he's stuck at sixty six hundred. I mean. Uh, this is a spot where no quarterbacks really failed versus Tampa Bay. So, um, and and the nice part is, it's like we we know what Carolina offense does, you know. So most of the offense goes through Cam anyway. So and he's um, been looking good. Yeah, and and Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to be more effective, uh, you know, through the air than on the ground here. So, um, yeah, this I, is, I, I really this like is the him. perfect. This is so, like Cam's at home. Oh wait, uh, Cam's at home too, correct? Yes. Yeah, this is where he loves to steal that spotlight. So, so for me, there's if you're looking at cash, I think like Jared Goff and Cam Newton are the two obvious cash plays. Jared Goff has a really safe floor. So does Cam. Cam throws the ball about 70% of the time, you know, 70-30 run, uh, pass, run. So um, those two guys are, I think are easily going to be the top cash plays. I think GPP plays is more – Drew Brees, um, Pat Mahomes, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, those are guys that I'm looking to target um, in GPPs. Maybe even the Deshaun Watson is someone I think no one's going to come near, um, but someone you could look at in GPPs just to be different. But the, all these quarterbacks are super cheap. Like I, I like I don't I don't want to pay down too much. For, for quarterbacks, there's no reason. You got Drew Brees at 6,100. It's like the perfect GPP tournament play. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, 62. Yeah, and he Kirk Cousins is just hucking it, chucking it like 40 times a game. Yeah, I, you know, one guy that I would throw out there uh, as a quarterback too, and this is going to be kind of, you know, very low owned, I would assume, is Alex Smith um, against Atlanta. Like, I'd rather uh, – uh, uh, I'd rather invest um, in the passing game. Uh, oh. uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna here. Uh, uh, <laughs> this guy is so terrible. So hey, one guy has, has, he always has one game or two games a year uh, at five k in a game that they're supposed to score twenty five implied. Uh, I, I like this spot for a little. So let let me give you a guy. Uh, this is a guy that I'm going to definitely take a shot with in GPPs for quarterbacks. This is the Torney play. It's Case Keenum at 4,900. All right, he just lost one of his weapons. Demarius goes to Houston. Houston let up points to my the Miami Dolphins of Brock Osweiler last week. Um, got shredded uh, by the running back. I think Philip Lindsay in the passing game is a really good play. Case Keenum, Philip Lindsay, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton doing like a one. Uh, a QB and running back wide receiver pair or a QB two wide receiver pair, I think is a really, a really nice stack. It just stinks that these quarterbacks like Cam Newton are 6,600 in amazing spots. He should be seven seventy five eight 8 K in this spot against Tampa Bay. It's, it's hard not to just take him and play him in all of your lineups, but I won't cause I want to differentiate a little being a tournament player, but it just stinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I mean, 
Um, Case Keenum, without ha- like, it was always tough to kind of pair um, a Denver guy confidently. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has been like the cash game wide receiver there. Um, it's interesting this week because we know that uh, Cortland, is it Sutton or Sutton? Yep. Uh, yep. Um, we know he's going to be the chalk this week. So it's, I, th- I think like, you know, you're going to get Emmanuel Sanders for, I mean, pretty cheap percentage because everybody's going to be clicking on the, the Sutton. So I, I like, I like Sanders because I just feel like that uh, consistency in the slot has been there all year long. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like Sutton still had uh, a lot of targets throughout the year and really hasn't produced with those targets. Like, uh, it's been very inefficient. So I, I'm still cool with uh, going stronger on Sanders here than Sutton in uh, tournaments. Yeah, 100%. Sanders Sanders has been the guy for Case Keenum all year. That Just because Demarius Thomas gets traded, that doesn't change it. He's been the guy. Oh, it changes that. They're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna unleash Sutton. They're gonna have. I, they've been I talking about Sutton. it forever, but like they're gonna like this is where they have to, especially when they're Sutton, playing against Demarius. Yes, but I'm saying to you is Emmanuel Sanders is still his favorite target. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's still his favorite target. I mean, yep. every single week he was like out doing Demarius. But, you know, but listen, you could play them both. Now it's viable where you could play both these guys. Right. Especially if you're playing Case Keenum, you probably want two of his weapons. So, I mean, it's a pretty easy stack to make, you know, and you can fit in guys like Gurley, guys, you know, like McCaffrey. You know, you can get higher price guys with like a Sutton, Sanders, Keenum staff, or a Lindsey. I, I think it's cool to pair the running back with Keenum. Just, right. just from watching that, that Houston – like Houston's defense is not – they're attackable like through the pass. They, they can be beat. And you just got to like what, what, you know, Phil Lindsey showed last week. Um, he had 21 touches. Royce Freeman hasn't been practicing this week. So, uh, again, like – the the targets are very we, we know what they're trying to do on the offensive end uh it's just been cleared up a little bit with uh with the trade and then with Royce Freeman not playing so I I, I would like to go towards like a steering towards uh Phil Lindsay instead of buying the uh the Sutton chalk in in tournaments that's for sure yeah I can see that I don't really have a ton of interest in this uh I don't know nah. this game is kind of like meh to me you don't have any interest in DeAndre Hopkins? I do. That's about it. Okay. Like uh, in uh, Watson Hopkins, but that's like the easy, easy play and then run it back with Sutton. But um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just look at all these other games and I just get a little bit more excited. Do we know is uh, D- Demarius Thomas is for sure going to be playing and starting? I, I, see. So. I-, I would assume that he's going to play. I wouldn't assume that he's going to play the whole game or, like he's not going to know a lot of the playbook. Like they're they're not going to run him out there on every single snap. I don't think. Right. And Kiki's been limited uh, in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, so I mean he should be more than fine there. But um, yeah, I think the I think DeAndre Hopkins is still the guy to bring it back with if you're doing yeah. a stack here. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some running backs here. All right. Uh, Todd the God again. Um, got a nice little Twitter. Uh, thread brewing with Derek Hardy, 
which is yeah. always always oh, no. is it is it always entertaining girly and yes. just saying that he's not he's not an optimal player. Yeah. Uh, Todd is a nice guy, but oh my god, what why? This Todd Gurley take about how he's going to regress and he, he can't keep up with his touchdown scoring and I, I think Grant put a tweet out where it was like Cardi was talking about how he wasn't going to be able to sustain a touchdown per game. And this was a couple of weeks ago, and he's already on pace to pretty much break that with one more touchdown. Yeah. And, you know, we can't take like statistical snapshots from like going back 15, 20 years because today's NFL, NFL is totally different. Um, he's on the best offensive team. I mean, uh, it's basically the Rams or KC. Um, and the guy, just, just the, what the coaches are doing once they're in the red zone, it's just like you know the ball is going to go to Gurley consistently there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a spot where, yeah, he's going to get over a touchdown per game, like, you know, even in the future. Like, it's just going to happen. Difference in the Rams and the Chiefs is that the Rams, when they get in the red zone, run the ball. They, right. they make plays to get Todd Gurley the ball, even if it's in the pass game, but they make plays to get him the ball specifically. Andy Reid is he, – he, he gives the ball to Pat Mahomes a lot in the red zone. Mm-hmm. He says, do it in the red zone. Like, he gives the ball to Pat Mahomes. So, I mean, it, you know what these coaches want to do. Sean McVay wants to run the ball in the red zone. I don't, I don't know if it's because he wants to break a record or – Whatever the reason is, I just think he thinks it's the best chance for him to win. He's getting his best player of the football, and that's yeah. what you do. If I have Todd Gurley, I'm going to get him the football. That's Seriously, the, like if you look at success rates uh, inside like the five-yard line, running the ball, uh, especially in three wide receiver, is, is the way to succeed inside the five. So, uh, I mean, he's, he's like – he's nailing it on the head, like with metrics, like by running the ball inside the five, especially with how efficient they are with their offensive line and just running in general. So let's be honest. He's by far the smartest guy on the field most of the time. So yeah. Him and Belichick for sure. Him and Belichick. Yeah. World's ahead. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Um, you have any interest in these cheap guys? So we've got Nick Chubb. Um, he's getting a lot of love this week. He's 4,500. Um, I think there's people who might actually um, uh, play Jordan Howard, which I think is probably a mistake, to be honest with you. But um, I've heard some talk about him. Um, I just wrote him up in the, the old GVP uh, takes on lineup HQ. So I'm, I'm on team Jordan Howard this week. So. Yeah, you're going to lose. So I'll just give you my take. So uh, the, re- the reason why I like it is obviously um, they're favored they're by 10. So you got to yeah. like that. Last week uh, in a similar situation where they beat the, they beat the Jets, I want to say by 14 or 17, um, Jordan, Jordan Howard out-touched, um, I want to say it was like 24, 20, no, sorry. It was like 18 to 6 with touches. Um, 
so, so I would touch uh, the backfield uh, by quite a bit, but I think, I think what's going to happen is people will still be on Tariq Cohen there just because he had a 70 yard reception for a touchdown. So um, I feel really good about where his ownership lies. Like it's going to be less than 5%. And we haven't seen a monster Jordan Howard game yet. So I think this is just a spot where it's a, it's a, not only an ownership play, um, but he did close the game too last week. Um, it was, uh, he had 22 touches, sorry. Uh, 16 out of his 22 touches were in the second half. Uh, that's why I was thinking of the 16. And then, you know, it was like 10, 10 carries for 54 yards in the fourth. So I think this is a spot where they can kind of do the same thing. Uh, the defense should be able to shut down Buffalo. They should have plenty of like short fields. And I, I think he's still got two touchdown uh, upside here. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Jordan Howard for sure in tournaments. Well, uh, I see it differently. So the game script um, pretty much fit Howard last week and Howard was not effective. He did get the touches. I do see the touch difference. Um, however, um, they didn't need Cohen to do much in that game, but basically the bills just allow so much through the, the pass to running backs, um, six most fantasy points through the air to running backs. Um, and they are really good at stopping just regular carries, which is Jordan Howard. I just don't see Jordan Howard being that effective against this defense. And I see them going to right back to um, kind of their playmaker when they need to um, and uh, Tariq Cohen this week. So I think I, that Howard's going to get a lot of love. I get it. He's priced so cheap. You know, you think the bills, you see the, the, the total, I get all of that. I just still think that the more effective guy in this matchup should be Tariq Cohen. Yeah. It's just kind of betting, betting on the uh, coaching staff, which is totally different from last year, you know, where they would take the ball basically out of Trubisky's hands in certain games and they would just give it to Howard left and right. Um, I just feel confident that it's still that type of game, especially in the second half. Um, I get, I get the love for Terry Cohen uh, based upon DVOA. Um, yeah. The, the bills are susceptible to pass catching backs, but I just, I, just, I don't know, feel really strong that Howard gets uh, the touches here in the second half and uh, feel pretty confident in his touchdown equity. Settle it JSU. Yeah, so I, I would still side on the Tyree Cohen um, wagon. I'm kind of with Chris um, from the standpoint that I think he's right when he says that, you know, they didn't really need Tyree Cohen to do that much last game. Um, I also think that the Bills' defense, although they're a really good pass defense, I think they um, do struggle a little bit against uh, running backs out of the backfield. Um, and I think that the Bears will kind of uh, watch what the Patriots did with James White and stuff and kind of mimic that. Um, I do like Tyreek Cohen. I think it fits him a little more. I just don't trust that they're also going to give Jordan Howard the ball, you know, 22 times. I just don't trust it. I need to see them do it another week in a row before I trust that. Um, and then what? do we have any news on Allen Robinson? Do you guys think he's going to play? Um, let's see. What, what's his practice like? I don't know. I just know. So it, he hasn't practiced, uh, either yesterday or today. So yeah, normally on these questionable like practices, I kind of wait. Um, I don't feel very strong with, uh, any of these, uh, pass receivers, but you remove him out of the offense, right? I mean, you gotta 
feel a little bit better about Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel, but yeah. Yeah, nothing. but I, I kind of want, so the, the big thing is Tredavious White, and I'd rather them just stick Tredavious White on Allen Robinson, whether he's hobbled or not, and that would open up stuff for Gabriel and Anthony Miller. Um, I don't want, I don't know what they would do if Robinson's out, and then, I mean, are they going to, you're going to use uh, Tredavious White on Gabriel? I don't really know. Yeah, I just feel like this is a spot where Trubisky doesn't have to throw for 200 yards. So I think I'm going to be staying away from the receivers. Um, outside of, you know, maybe throwing in Tariq Cohen exposure, I'm, I don't like uh, the pass catchers here. All right. Yeah, that- I, I, only like Tariq, I only like Tariq Cohen in this game. I think the running back that you guys might be a little, like, missing in that Jordan Howard range is Chris Carson. Um, the I like vol- volume. The volume's going to be there. That's- the volume is definitely going to be there at 4,700. Seattle is obviously trying their best to just run the ball down everyone's throats. Um, and they've been doing a, a really good job of it too. He played 60, I think six percent of the snaps um, last week, which is encouraging. It's more than um, you know half the snaps, which we like to see. Um, so I, I just kind of like the volume that he's getting, and I can trust that Seattle's at least going to attempt to run the ball as much as possible, whereas with Jordan Howard, I, I, I just don't trust that he's going to get 22 carries. Yeah, I, I, I really think Carson's going to be chalkier uh, at that price range. So, I mean, my Jordan Howard play is just, just to get a guy that's going to be single-digit percent on. I, I would assume Jordan Howard's not going to be more than like 5% on, so – um, but yeah, I agree. Carson, uh, for, you think Carson's going to be chalky. Yeah. Even with yeah. Nick Chubb below him. Say I think Nick Chubb's, even with Nick Chubb um, below him, you think Carson's going to be chalky. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have a good gauge of where Nick Chubb's going to go, but like, again, Nick Chubb, it seems like outside of like, you know, carrying the ball, like he's not going to catch the ball. So no, I, I mean, I'm not on Nick Chubb. I'm just saying, I think people are going to be on him. Yeah, I you know a starting running back at forty five hundred. I'm not on him. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, it's going to get the goal line against a terrible rush defense. Right, but the thing is, with like all the chaos that's going on in Cleveland, what's their game plan actually going to be? I actually game script is going to be you know them down because they're they're going to be losing for from start to finish pretty much. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I could see them still losing by a couple touchdowns, but him getting, you know, 20-plus carries still for whatever reason. You know, they just – they kind of just yeah. shut down the offense. But The passing game for the Chiefs is going to go severely underwhelmed. Yep, I like, like it. That, that, is the, that is the GVP play. Even Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt – I'm not saying he disappointed, but he didn't put out the performance that I think people were expecting last week. So I think from that standpoint, I think he's the lowest owned of the higher priced running backs. You guys agree? Maybe besides James Conner. Like out of Hunt, Gurley, McCaffrey, and Kamara, I think he's the fourth highest of those of those guys, or the, or the lowest of those guys. Everything that you just said right there is what I put in my blurb too on lineup HQ. I just said like this is like the perfect uh, ownership play uh, just for at his price point. Um, and then kind of just went off on uh, how Cleveland is basically a, a run funnel at this point in time. They're number one DVOA versus the pass. 
and then their 27th versus the runs. So um, I think there's a spot. Yeah. People, right. people are going to have the last week bias too on them. So it's a perfect matchup. All right, let's take it over to wide receiver and then we'll go, we'll, we'll talk about a game afterwards, but um, let's, let's, let's try to give some GPP plays here in this wide receiver section, but let's, let's address the situation first off with uh, golden Tate out of Detroit. Um, the problem with, the, so you get a nice concentrated passing attack now with what should be, you know, two main guys with, uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay and maybe the, uh, the emergence of Kenny Galladay, what we've been waiting for all season, um, where he's flashed it, but hasn't quite taken advantage of, of the skill set that we see. Um, but you know, they're, they just don't run a lot of plays in Detroit and they're happy to actually run the ball for a ton of those plays. So they have an emerging running game and carry on Johnson an emerging running back. And then a theoretic back potentially um, this week. Um, what, how do you get, do you guys, are you, you interested in Galladay, Marvin Jones? They're probably going to get a good, good amount of ownership here. Yeah, John, I mean, personally, I'm on Galladay uh, more than Marvin Jones and, you know, Marvin Jones got the two touchdowns last week. Um, but Galladay has been seeing more snaps out of the slot. So it should be staying away from Xavier Rhodes uh, a little bit more. So that's that's kind of like why I have just more love for Galladay. They're going to have to pass the ball uh, in Minnesota. I, I don't expect them to be, uh, you know, winning in this game for most, you know, for most of the game. So I'm going to expect them to have to pass quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so last week I was on, obviously I had Seattle and Detroit as one of my favorite games targets. So I was on, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, um, both kind of mixed and matched in different lineups. Um, but this week, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards Galladay with you just because he does play a little more in the slot. Um, so you might um, see less of Xavier Rhodes. Um, Marvin Jones might see a little more. Mm-hmm. But I still think for their prices, they're both playable. I think Jones, because of recency bias, might be a little higher owned. Um, and just because Galladay the past, like, what, three or four weeks is really kind of disappointed. So, or, or two weeks, whatever it was, has, has just had bad games. So, um, I, I'm going to be more on Galladay than I am Jones. Right, and Galladay is $200 more. So, like, I mean, that $200 goes a long way, I think, just in ownership. Um, yeah. But, yeah, with the last week bias, too, I, I really like paying up here. Um, um, we're uh, well, actually my favorite play on the board. We'll get to it. We'll let's I let's just we'll let's all talk about the Rams game after this game. But one of my favorite, two of my favorite plays are in that game. But minus that, I really like Juju uh, this week. Does anyone else have that same feeling? Um, you know, he's gets a uh, pretty good height advantage, um, size advantage on uh, Tavion Young in the slot here. Um, Greg Cosell on his, the, the matchups podcast was talking about it and, um, I can definitely see it. And I don't think, I, don't, he, I just don't think he's going to get much ownership this week. What do you guys yeah, think? I mean, yeah. I kind of agree. I mean, this, this game's in Baltimore. Uh, we know exactly, uh, <laughs> what Roethlisberger does on the road. So yeah. I, I think, I think you're right on, like nobody's going to be owning, uh, Juju whatsoever. So that's going to be a very, very low on play. Yeah, I do, I do kind of like that. I think he's he he's definitely, in my opinion, going to get a lot of looks on a defense where I think they're going to struggle to run the ball. 
Um, and that's going to create more opportunities, I think, for him in the pass game. So um, um, I like that play. I like that call. Um, and then um, Devontae Parker. I mean, this guy should get a boatload of targets. Came back out of, out of the woodworks last week. Uh, what are Crap. Your Crap. Chris, I'm calling trap right here. Oh, but this the, is they have trap, guys. They got to throw it to him. They, ah, uh, but no, he, he's going to like, he's going to limp off with an injury after like five minutes. Just wait. He, like the guy, uh, isn't uh, Kenny still going to be back? Is he? Um, uh, I got him as questionable. Uh, he, he did practice, practice Thursday. So that's definitely news to monitor. Um, obviously, if he's out, then I, I can understand people kind of going and looking at um, one of these wide receivers. But I don't know. I I personally think Jakeem Grant, to me, if I had to pick a receiver, that'd be the guy that I would take. I mean, people are going to look at it and say, oh, Devontae Parker played 100% of the snaps. Uh, Danny Amendola played 98. Well, Jakeem Grant played 95. And I think he's the best wide receiver and he's got the most um explosiveness and athletic ability um so he's more of like a guy that i would like to take a shot on who will be no owned pretty much because of the Cortland suttons the dj moores um those type of guys that are down there so this guy's going to kind of get forgotten um Devontae parker's down there too so i, I like jakeem grant a little bit if if I had to choose between a wide receiver. Yeah, I'd be on uh, Jakeem Grant too. It seems like he gets those type of gadgety plays that are set up for him. Um, and just based upon the eye test, he does seem uh, pretty explosive. So I I don't know. Devontae Parker, man, like he's, he's tall. He's got the tools. But I just feel like he might be like just mentally weak um just looks for a way to get off the field at times so uh yeah i'd, I'd rather invest my hard-earned dollars in the jakeem grant here uh Devontae parker listens to the podcast actually oh, uh, <laughs> i've been i've been informed so uh maybe he'll uh, give us a tweet any if anybody listens to the podcast <laughs> Give us a tweet. Let us know. I have no idea. <laughs> right? Do you guys have any idea? <laughs> no. I know we no. got one one girl who who, who uh, listens to it. Hey, the boss man. The boss man says we have halfway decent numbers. So that's oh okay. That's that's all I've heard. So oh, there you go. All right, we'll take halfway decent. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> halfway's better than uh, quarter way decent. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so cheap cheap pivots that I want to talk about, like uh, under five k. I think DJ Moore it might be going overlooked a little bit. Um, he stepped in. Uh, who was in? It was Torrey Smith. Yeah. Stepped into kind of a full-time role. Um, his measurables are off the charts. Like I really like um, everything about him. Um, was successful versus the Ravens, you know, a team that obviously uh, shuts off the pass. He had five, five catches for 90 yards on six targets. So this is a spot where you can get a piece of the second highest own uh, game, uh, 55 point over under at 4300 and yeah it's $400 more than Sutton on uh, DraftKings but you can pay up to be a little bit contrarian I think I, I don't know exactly where uh, everybody is on, on him right now I haven't really 
uh, done too much uh, listening to other people or, or taking in other information yet um, from other sources. But like DJ Moore, I just feel really confident in him having a, a nice game, especially if he's seeing the same uh, snap count and uh, uh, routes run that he saw last week. Yeah, so I did end up on DJ Moore last week with my final lineup after the Smith news came out. Um, just kind of throwing him in as a, a GVP dart. Um, definitely a guy that shouldn't be overlooked. So if, if he's being overlooked, then that's that's wrong. I, I, I don't think by the end of the week, um, with all the information out there and all the content and stuff like that, I don't think this guy gets overlooked. Um, if he does, it's a great tournament play. But I think what happens is DJ Moore becomes chalk and we get Devin Funches for half the ownership that DJ Moore comes in at. And Funches is the better receiver. I he, love Funches this week. He's the, he's the better receiver. He's a better red zone target. Um, he's only 5,600 in the, you know, the, probably one of the two best games to target on the entire slate. Um, if not the best game, probably the best matchup from the standpoint that the Tampa Bay Bucks have the worst pass defense in the whole NFL. All right. right. Um, so I, I don't know. I just think Funches is the guy. I, I will have some DJ Moore, um, but I'm not. I'm going to have more Funches than DJ Moore. Uh, I agree. I love Funches, but um, let's, uh, we're running out of time here. So let's move it on over to the big 60 point total and just throw out a couple of ways to play this game. Um, I, I personally, I, I think that uh, this could be an absolute blow up spot for Michael Thomas. Um, the saints are really hard to predict, predict and project. It's like any of these guys could go off any week, but like if they decide they, they used Marcus Peters to shadow Devonte Adams last week. Um, and if they do that again this week, um, Thomas should be able to have his way in that type of a matchup here um, in, uh, in a lot of single coverage, and uh, I think that he could have a monster week. Yeah, I'm totally on board with Michael Thomas. I, I don't exactly know where his ownership will be, but I just feel the most confident. I think, I think if you're paying up, uh, Thomas probably is going to be the chalkier uh, guy, especially in a 60-point matchup. Um, it, you know, a lot's going to depend on the Kamara news. Uh, Kamara's questionable hasn't been practicing yet. So, you know, if Kamara is out, like, there's going to be so much ownership in the Ingram and Michael Thomas camp uh, I think already. so. Kamara's just sick, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is he just sick? Uh, yes. 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 Okay. So I mean, yeah, so we'll be... probably play. Um, but either way, I mean, like Michael Thomas is still a great play. I think Alvin Kamara is a great play. Um, I think it's encouraging that he saw 70% of the snaps last week. Um, whereas the weeks before he was more in the 50 to 60 range of snaps. So I did like that. Um, they're definitely going to need him on the field. Um, so I think he's a really good play. I think Traquan Smith is the guy that um, in the 4K range could be the guy that gets kind of overlooked in, in, in GPPs. And I'd like to take a shot with someone like him, you know, in this game total 
I like Traquan Smith this week. Um, you really think he gets overlooked? Uh, well, with he's, DJ he's Moore, with DJ I, Moore, with Corbin I think he's Sutton, be, yeah, you you but, think he's going to be the chalk? I don't know. I, well, he's he already, had some real bad games. Yeah, but he DJ had a Moore's coming game. off a good game. Cortland Sutton, everyone's been ta- everyone's been been touting about. Everyone will tout about. Uh, the, the, all of these guys can't all be like, don't overlook uh, a 60 point game total and what that does for ownership alright but I think Thomas is cheap. Thomas and Kamara are cheap enough where people are going to want the sure things if Kamara was 9k I'd be totally in agreement with you if Michael Thomas was 8500 like he should be I would totally agree with you but they're not they're super easy to stack with Breeze it is not hard with all this chalk and you know They're who not the, underestimating it. The price. You know who the easy play is? Cooper Cup. I thought you were going to say Todd Gurley. No, I mean, that's 9,500. He's 9,500 on DraftKings. I put him in every lineup every week. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just how? How does he go down? How, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I'm not talking about Todd Gurley. But if you, put, if you put Cup and Gurley, you get, like, all the touchdowns this week. I was definitely under-owned uh, for Gurley last week. Uh, where, where do you guys stand this week in tournaments? You, I mean, if he's, if he's going to be 25 to 30% owned in tourneys, uh, do you kind of want to be take a stand or you want to be right oh, there? Oh, if he's 25%, I'll have him in every single lineup. Like, I, I, there's no way he's 25%. Look at the running backs that are on the board compared to last week. I mean, last week we had everybody – we had Joe Mixon. We had James Conner in a smash spot. Kareem Hunt in a smash spot. Philip Lindsay at a cheap price. We had Marlins Mack at a cheap price, even though he got overlooked because of the injury thing. But like, still, he's at a cheap price. Um, so it's. It, it just, I think. I think we've already talked about all the value at wide receiver too, uh, that allows right. you to pay up at running back. So I, it's I, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. It's going to be so easy. There's no way Todd Gurley is not at least 40% owned. There's no way. I see it more like 40 to 50% than 25 to 30. That's just well, I'm going to tell you, when I look at my uh, RG um, uh, extension, Chrome extension, and I look up at my DraftKings lineups percentage, it's going to say 100% next to Todd Gurley. <laughs> The, the guy that I want to have probably the highest share of that's going to be chalky will be Michael Thomas. I think, I think I'll be eating the chalk there for sure. I just, I see the saints passing a ton at home uh, in the dome and Thomas has such a high percentage of that. You, you um, want to know the, you want to know the guy that everyone should have the highest exposure to that's a wide receiver. We haven't even talked about him yet. And we even glossed over the game. It's the best wide receiver in the league right now. Adam Thielen, yeah, Thielen, the best wide receiver in the league. He's gonna get, if he's gonna get overlooked, it's gonna be amazing. He's for sure gonna get overlooked because now That's he's amazing, and he's in, he, he's in the best matchup. Tease Tabor, I think is the guy's name. He he's been terrible. Nevin, I, I got Nevin Lawson in the slot. You got Nevin Lawson in the slot? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I said that wrong. I got a feeling. Either way, he gets a huge like uh, height advantage too. He gets six six inches versus the this Nevin Lawson. Um, Either way, they. All right, that's how we're gonna we're gonna end the show right there with uh, Brett's six inches and um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, 
Thank, thank you for uh, tuning in to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.